Welcome to The New Next, a podcast that addresses current events and how they will impact the future. So this is from the Kiev Independent News Desk, uh, reprint in Yahoo News. Um, German foreign, foreign minister acknowledges some of Berlin's weapons are at outdated and operational. Um, when asked if she was worried about a recent delivery of a allegedly faulty Leopard 1 tanks to Ukraine, Germany, uh, German's foreign minister, Alina Baerbach, admitted that some German weapons are outdated and not really functioning. So we talked about this on the podcast how i mean it's probably a year plus ago how um you know one of my beliefs was that we were really working out our inventory of old weapons to essentially uh arm ourselves for a broader war with china iran and russia and you know the thing with the thing with military and the government is that you have to have funding available for this. And it's really hard to get funding for stuff like the, like the war. And these things are on the books until they're not. So when we give a, let's see, say that, uh, Germany gave 50 leopard one tanks to Ukraine, um, and had the money allocated to do that. Um, you know, it, it, it's kind of like moving it off the books. So you could replace it with, um, 50 more tanks and still be at the same level. Um, but f internationally, it looks like your, you know, military force is the same level, but it's totally different. A lot of these uh, tanks are quite old and some of the ones that they've sent are from the seventies, but specifically with tanks, you can send a tank, but you also need all the operational strategic backbone behind it. And that includes shops, warehouses, uh, extra, um, extra parts when they break. Um, and, uh, It's, it's not just sending a piece of equipment. Like you need to be able to fix it in the battlefield. And some of these are, they're basically one shots. You know, you take it out, you use it until you're out of it, and then you can't fix it or replace it. There's no people to do the maintenance. There's not a lot of parts. There's not the availability to take it off the field and uh, get it back to working condition. So it's kind of like a war graveyard over there where a lot of countries are sending their bad stuff. Um, so they can replace the good stuff. I believe, uh, germ or, uh, Spain sent some tanks that were from the seventies and weren't 
basically working. You just kind of like ship it over there and what are they going to do with it? So it's, there's a weird understanding or there's a, it's just a weird, it's a weird war. And I think a lot of the people that expect that there's something else going on, there's a lot of legitimacy in that. And it doesn't mean that it's necessarily a nefarious um, nefarious thing, but it's just each of these countries have to maintain a strategic level to defend themselves and be able to respond to a, a global greater conflict if that occurs. A lot of countries don't want to give the good stuff there. And in some aspects, you know, a lot of these countries don't trust Ukraine due to their corruption um, history. But to go back to Baraback, the on September 19th, the D German news outlet Spiegel reported that Ukraine had refused to accept a recent, recent batch of 10 Leopard 1A5 tanks set by Germany, saying they needed repairs that the Ukrainian military couldn't carry out. It's uh, Denmark's defense ministry discovered that a part of its leopard tanks sent to Ukraine was also faulty, reported as Danish government owned TV2 channel on September 22. So it's not just like a political thing um, here. Uh, you know, I think, I think there's uh, there's an assumption that things are easier than they actually are. But when you're moving vast amounts of physical equipment halfway across the world to participate in a war, you have to have the supply chain and the maintenance line assembly assembly maintenance or overhaul line set up also it's not as easy as just sending tanks you know, missiles rocket launchers those things are a different story because you use them they're depleted but uh the equipment is a different thing and this thing is complicated you know I, I think people need to realize too, when we advocate for, um, when we're saying that there's $80 million or $80 billion or something going to Ukraine, it doesn't mean that it actually is necessarily going to Ukraine. A lot of it is going to buy food and stuff like that, um, or pay for pensions. Um, but it's really taken in the concept by the populace as, oh, well, we're buying weapons so that they can protect themselves. That's not necessarily the case. So, I mean, war is a lot more complicated than people want to give them credit for. And uh, especially these land wars that we've been operating in for so long. But if you're talking about air and sea wars, um, it's a little bit different manner because you're talking about things that are very, very mobile. Um, it's much, you know, the, the sea is open 
open thing. So you can just run a boat out of international waters and have it there. Um, but talking about land based military vehicles, it's difficult to understand the complexity that goes into developing the supply lines and the maintenance lines to make sure that these tools stay running and operational. And it's something that you have to plan for, for quite a long time. So as we see going future, um, when we're talking about putting military, a militarizing space, which is currently occurring, um, more of a, uh, air driven, um, force and, you know, it's all about decentralization because you need stuff that can be easily moved and where the war is, um, and then smaller stuff, you know, drones, drone swarms, stuff like that. It's less expensive overall, in my opinion, um, less complex on the physical movement aspects, more in, I'd say the networking, artificial intelligence aspects, but it's, I mean, we're giving them our bad stuff our old stuff our de depleted uranium, uranium shells, um, which are basically polluting their farms and fields. So, uh, it's, I feel people that are very pessimistic about the intentions on this have a lot of good examples to, uh, um, really rely on for their pessimism. If you would like to learn more about the new next podcast, find us at the new where you can suggest a topic you would like for us to cover. If you enjoyed what you heard, share the podcast, tell a friend about it or rate us with five stars. 